Hello, good people. Welcome back to another episode of Pre-Match Muti. Tonight, we've got Silo. He's got nine reasons to be happy. We've got Coach Nick. We had a good training session today from what I could see. We've got Wonga Denga, the Dengasaurus. Obviously, tough, tough week or tough start to the week against the Wolves. Obviously, getting a little nibble there at the ankles. And then Rich. Rich, my man, Rich. You got to speak to his hero this week. Tell us about that, Rich. Let's, let's start off with Colton Cole. Let us know how that was. Oh, it was a magnificent day yesterday, I must be honest. Um, came out of the blue, got a message from the producers to say that I was going to do a Q&A with Colson Cole. Didn't think much much of it. And then, yeah, I got to chat with him. And little did I know or little did I think that, uh, you know, we'd be connecting on Instagram. He followed me back. And now I've planned a trip over, hopefully, to the UK in December. And he, he told me to hit him up. And we'll, we'll meet up. And he's, he's an academy coach at West Ham for under 16. So it's a great contact to have to maybe get into the training ground, maybe watch the lads train. Hopefully COVID will be, will be sorted by then. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was just... Bro, get me a sick. job. Can you get me a job, bro? bro? <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm not send... a through ball in there for me, bro. Slide, slide, me, slide me your CV. Slide me your CV, bro. Anytime. Just, just, just take off the jersey. Just, just say that you... Just say that you support South African teams only in the UK. <laughs> you kind of used to support Newcastle, you know, but uh, you're not feeling them anymore, you know? <laughs> Yo, Nick, Nick, just start wearing the West Ham jersey. I agree. You know, from here on in, you're a West Ham fan. Hammers till you die. I think just, just a bit of house cleaning before we continue, guys. Um, don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. When you do that, you do grow the community, which is fantastic. Thank you, Nick, for being on time, keeping us, um, you know, honest. <laughs> and making you wait, guys. You know, he's got a newborn baby. We can't make him wait. He's going to fall asleep very soon. Very, very soon. So, yeah, something we've got to really, really deal with. And obviously, Nicholas thinks we're waiting for you, Nick. Nick to Nick. No, no. Yeah, I know, but I was just being sarcastic. But yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, right, guys. We might as well start off because, again, a lot of football, a lot, a lot of things have happened. Um, so let's kick off with the first game. We've got Wonga Denga, and it's a good thing we're starting with you because we don't know if we're going to lose you because of this internet connection. So Wolves-Arsenal, dude, speak to us. I mean, a lot happened. Jason was watching the game while we were live on the last show, keeping us up to date, and uh, Wonga didn't go, go according to plan, did it? No, nah, it didn't. Eh? Um, I mean, at first it looked like that we, we, we had a chance, I mean, of winning the game, and then that red card, it was, you know... It's 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 and we call it Cecil right. It is definitely I mean it's definitely for me a, a big, big change in the game, that red card. Uh taking off your central defender. I mean any person who takes off uh any team that loses the I mean Van Dyke, you've seen that. Uh and and, and, and Liverpool started their 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 woes. But I mean as it's mid game. Um and yeah, I think even the decision, I, I, I maybe there was a touch. You know, um, on uh, the carnival striker, but maybe there was a William, touch on him. It William, wasn't William clear. Jose. But there was a touch. Yeah, man. it wasn't longer. It was, but it was slight. You know, and and you could see. For me, I don't know what I don't I don't look at what the rules say, but for me, it's not. It was not intentional. It was not W trying to you know put him take him down and stop from scoring. He's literally trying to get around him. You can see he's literally moved back to dodge the legs, but he's he's he's, he's made the mistake. Um, if he's touched him, then yes, a penalty. But I don't think. Um, <laughs> no, it's not time. <laughs> um, I don't think. I don't think it's a red card, man. I, I don't think it's a red card. I think at most Wonga. it's a yellow card. Wonga, no. you know the, the, you know the rules are stupid. Yeah. 
you know, but you know, yeah. that's the rules. Is what did you tell us yeah. about the offside against Man City Wonga? Yeah, you saw us about the rules. You the letter of the. He said, uh, "Yeah, I said if, if it's you, the rules, you, if it's, it's the rules." So this one, yeah, you know what happens, right? If a player is going for the tackle, right, <laughs> and is attempting to make the tackle as a last man, it's not a red card. Very but if the player is not trying to attempt uh, to, to play at the ball, then it's a red card. And that's why Luis yeah. got the red card, because he wasn't trying to play the ball. He Wait, clicked so, the guy at the So back. what you're saying, uh, so, so look, sorry to cut you, I didn't hear the first, the first part you said, if he's, if he's not trying to play the player, if he's trying no, to if he's, if he's If he's trying to that? play the ball, if he's trying to play the ball, it will be a penalty, but a, a yellow yes. card. But if he's, he's not trying to play yeah. the, uh, the, the the ball like he did, because he was coming from behind. So if Luis was just trying to make a slight tackle and then misses misses the ball but hits the guy, then 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 it would have been a yellow card and a penalty. But he he was nowhere near the ball, so he was just trying to follow the guy. You could see yeah, him man, I, I agree. Still, no, no. behind him on the other side. But Wonga, like every, I like I like how Silo's trying to whip out the book because you like the rule book in terms of following yeah. letters of law. And he's hundred percent right. That was dude, that's a red card. Luis is not... just doing Luis things. He was bound for it. Let's be honest. It was about that time, and you know, it, 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 he was right. He was right for the sending off. Guys. It's yeah, it's man. a bit harsh, but at the end of the day, it's a red card. Unfortunately, yeah, just one of those things. I mean, Sorry, if I man. if I was a defender and that happened to me, I'd be pissed off. But I can understand why the card was shown. So it's it's just one of those you have to take on the chin. It was a pity for you guys because, as you said, Wanga, you guys started well, you know, and, and you're playing against a Wolves team that's struggling so much. Mm. You know, even against nine men, they only won by one goal, and that says a lot, you know. And also, guys, yeah, can we also... just – can we take – Wanga, can you take a second to just talk about Saka? Because Saka right now, dude, he he's – the influence he's having on this Arsenal oh. team is very similar to a young Sterling when he was in the Liverpool squad, in my opinion. Yet he's got a little bit more to offer in the final third from a soccer perspective. Look, look, soccer again. He he started at, uh, and it, it's, it's it's it's. I mean, I think it's it's due to his hard work. I mean, he's done very well. He's he showed everyone. Um, I mean, the coaches uh, shown Arteta um, what he can do, <laughs> and it's good that Arteta has. Um... <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Listen, let me continue what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Choro, okay. um, you're throwing the man off here. Yeah. He can't, he can't string a sentence together. He, he, he can't even concentrate, man. He knows it's true. He knows it's true. <laughs> that's why. I think, I think. I think Saka, for me, he, he. I mean, if I mean, everyone can see. He started from the left back. A um, few games in, he goes to the left, uh, left mid. A few games after that, goes to left wing, and after that, now he's going to the right wing. And he can probably pretty much play all those positions, but they probably won't play him back in the defense again. Um, because our front offers so much, and I mean, even the even the goal that he scored that was uh, ruled offside. I mean, that was quality. Uh, that finish was uh, it was a very finish, good finish, yeah. yeah. And I think before that he hits the post. Before that he yeah. hits the he hits the. He hits I think the he had in, in, that, in those, um, that first ten minutes spell, that ten minutes spell where you guys were just on top of them. He had three sort of really really good moments. And what I really like about Saka is he tends to find himself in these positions all the time, and that's. That's very that's a natural thing. You can't teach players that. He's finding himself in the right place at the right time, and that's I think his huge strength right now. And and and, and for me also also one on ones, he also does very well um, with those. Makes makes the right decisions. Um, some uh, the kids that are nineteen years old, they, they uh, when you see them in the Premier League, also often they have problems with making right decisions. But Saka most of the time is he's making um, let's say good decisions. Um, um, when he's in that final third, 
and and I I really liked it about him. Um, definitely for me, the best. If they say teenage or nineteen year old young player, um, whatever they say at the moment, I don't know how technical it be at it. But yeah, it helps us to have a player like that in our team, especially when our defense is not um, uh, the most consistent at the moment. Pepe getting a goal. Yes, um, that was I my think next that's question. A good confidence. Yeah, with, with yeah, his weaker Pepe foot. getting a goal. Yeah, with his weaker foot, uh, it finishes, puts two people to bed, um, and then and then scores the goal. That was, I think, that's that's the sort of stuff you. You that's the, what that's what you expect from Saka. Uh, I mean from, from Pepe. Um every so now and then. That's, that's, what from, that's what you expect from seventy two million pounds, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it's but true. Yeah, look, <laughs> look, Wonga, Wonga, that is dude, that is two goals in two games, right? And I think if we got a highlights, I know you guys have mentioned his wrong foot, but what is really, really great about that goal was the fight that he showed. He creates it in the beginning. He closes Samedu, who's a complete fraud of a defender. Actually, I don't know how Barcelona got 30-something million pounds for that guy just because he's wearing a Barcelona shirt. The fact that he's played for Benfica, Barcelona, and has made his ways to, to a Wolves side, that's just the agent there making some good money. He owns that Wolves club. That's all it is because that guy is the worst defending right back I've ever seen in my life, but he's a professional footballer. But no anyway, ways, man. He's not so He's, not, not he's shocking. He is not the shocking. Worst. He is not the worst. Nah. Not Who's the worst, worse than him right now in the Premier League defensively? Defensively. Who's oh, worse? Bro, this, this Who's so worse? Many, bro. And right back, Trent. I say Trent could be. I say Trent could also be. Trent could compete with him if he's the worst. <laughs> look, Trent, Trent could, at could least. Well. Look, Trent at least stays on his feet. I'm not like I can't say much because Trent. Nah, Trent bro. has suffered this season, but Tomedo, absolutely. I think. Dude. I think. I think. I think. Fraud. I think it's your, Fraud. It's your, it's your Portuguese eyes on it and saying, "Yeah, this guy's such a bad player for Portugal." <laughs> Hey, he's such a bad player. Such a bad player. He doesn't play. even start for Portugal. Listen, if I ask Portuguese of anything, I've got to be defending. No, I defend all my he, Portuguese he, players. He has he has started a couple of games, man. He started at left back or right back. He's not the worst right back in the Premier League, man. I don't even know who's who's West Brom's right back, but that guy is definitely worse than him. No, but at least you know the guy playing right back at West Brom is going to defend. That's all he's going to do. So, Medo, oh, come on, man. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, Wonga. As you, last, before we move on, the, the Leno the Leno sort of sending hmm. off. I mean, what the hell was that? What was what that? Oh, thinks he's playing volleyball. For me, I... I Look, think I think he's so, in a panic. I think it's, uh, uh, he's in a panic. The man lost his mind there. Yeah. What's he doing? You got the games done. You guys are losing 2-1. It's finished. It's finished. Now, now he's suspended, yeah. what, for three games? Come on. Yeah. So yeah, it's just not. He's, he's and he's, he's not like he's, he's miles ahead of the other keepers that we have. Oh, oh no, but uh, they brought in. Um, but he's injured. This guy, Matt Ryan. But he's yeah. injured. Don't oh, is it? That's why. That's, that's oh, why. That's why I wasn't on the bench. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys will be using, you know, uh, butterfingers um, for the next two, three games, man. You know, Ronaldo, 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 that's the yeah. worst of it. They wanted to get rid of him, and now he's still there. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you see that that's uh, that decision he made. I think everything's just in a panic. And and, and Nick is right. Uh, you it's two one. Maybe your team's got a chance to get back here and there, but it's it's effectively probably over because you only got like uh, you've only got ten men. And he goes out there and just rather let it go past his hand. But yeah, he, I thought I thought now nah, there, there's no chance. But I saw the replay slow motion. I'm like, oh god. 
And, and, and Soros laughing. Soros laughing. Leno was my keeper, so I'm very flat about that. I was <laughs> no, but, yeah, but it shows, you know. I mean, he's, he, uh, he's a good keeper, and it's not gonna, it's not something we're gonna get all the time. Uh, but not the best time to get it. He's a good keeper, but he's an idiot. No, but you see, but that's also he's a he's a good keeper, but he's not the keeper that's gonna transform you into the top four side. You know what I mean? Like he's okay. He's he's good. Like he's not. You know, if it's a big game, you can't trust him. No, it's good. No, for me, it's nah, good he's better than Larice. He's better than Larice. Uh, I, I think he's decent. Yeah, he's, yeah look, Larice yeah, is a shocker, enough. but yeah. Look at these goals that beat him. Like, did you see? I mean, yeah, you also saw that goal that. Um, uh, was it? Yeah, Moutinho. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, yes, that was painful. What, game, a, guys. what um, a bullet. I would have liked what a to bullet. Watch it in neutral. Gee whiz. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it takes goals like that. I remember Son's goal that beat him. And then sometimes the defense really lets him down. But I think Leno does hold his own. Um, and if you if you got a solid solid players around you, Leno, I think he's good enough to help you win um, titles and, and win cups. titles. Right, that's okay. my opinion. What titles right. are you gonna win? If, like I said, <laughs> Champions League. 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 Champions <laughs> it's a title. It's a title. You get a, a huge cup. It's a title in the Europa League. What do you guys think? Hey. All right. Well, let's not yes. talk about let's not talk about huge cups. Let's talk about just the league that the guys are competing for. I mean, this this result. You said you said you started off the show there. Said or nine reasons to be happy. Let's talk about this. Let's hear this. I mean, starts off with a wild challenge there by the youngster making his yeah, like man. his first debut. Hey, Absolutely yeah. nuts. I felt I felt I feel bad for the guy. You know, I mean, it's just one of those. Mm. I think maybe he was just a bit too eager, too excited, you know, wanting to make an mm. impression. And obviously then from there on, the game changes. But also, you still need to score, right? Um, you know, you've seen mm. multiple times when teams are playing against 10 men that they can just maybe scrape through and win 1-0 or 2-0. You know, so Man United, at least, they, they, they created so many opportunities and managed to get four goals in the first half, which was, which was, which was great to see. And it allowed Solskjaer to make some changes at halftime and bring on some other guys um, so they can also boost their confidence and get some minutes. So all in all, um, a good performance. Um, yeah, nine nil. Yeah, man, it, it's one of those. Um, you, you, it doesn't happen too often. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I remember one of the last big victories that we had was the eight two against Arsenal. You know, that was that's one that's fresh in my memory um, because you know they said we we beat Ipswich nine nil, but I, but at that point in time, I don't think uh, we were getting. Uh, Premier League matches in South Africa, but but I remember the 8-2 against Arsenal um, and other big victories, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Uh, the, the most important part, um, boosting our goal difference. You know, we were, we were um, what, nine nine goals behind Liverpool, um, and then now we've obviously, we're one ahead of Liverpool, um, and then in terms of um, City, in terms of goal difference, we're just only five, five, six goals behind City, whereas we were double-digit behind. So, that that that's good. Uh, kept a clean sheet, um, even though VAR robbed um, Southampton of a goal. I think because VAR is just r- rubbish, guys. If if, if Man, we actually Southampton think about it, have had a rough time though. Dude. The last two games, they've they suffered. No, they have. No, VAR VAR has, has definitely child them. But uh, but I guess they also got the benefit of of uh, not not uh, we didn't get a penalty uh, for Cavani being tackled in the box. It was, um, on the line, but they, they didn't give it as a penalty, but it's all good. Um, it was already 4-0 at that time. So it doesn't really affect the game, but yeah, I feel bad for Southampton. And also the fact that they had two referees 
um, officiated against Aston Villa and officiated against May United. They just obviously swapped roles. So uh, against Villa, there's John Moss on the field, Mike Dean in the VAR booth against May United, um, Mike Dean on uh, on the field, and then John Moss in the, in, in the in the VAR booth. So you know it's two refs literally um, who's obviously fucked them over in terms of the off two offsides. Uh, which 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 sucks and 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 the handball that Matty Cash had against 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 uh, sorry, uh, against against um, Villa, uh, which should have been a penalty. So yeah, I mean it's it's, it's tough for them, uh, uh, but yeah, they've, they've come back. Arsenal. They've come back from a nine 0 before, so it's all good. The 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 Cavani incident. Yeah, do you, do you know why they didn't uh, give that a penalty? Because I know I know his his foot was on the line and then. But the contact, if you look at it, technically was out the box. Do you know? I... But I, as, as far as I, I, I thought was that if you if if the player who's being fouled, his foot is on the line. The line is the box, right? So obviously, Cavani's foot, yeah, yeah. the, yeah, the foot is on is on the line, and then he gets he gets he gets hit. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. No, but but you can't you can't the listen. Contact you can't is listen. out the box. You can't listen to a Real Madrid fan, man. You know, Real Madrid are, 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 are sneaky little bastards. But but I won't, comp- I won't be greedy. Let me not be greedy. Let me not be greedy. You know, I'm just happy. Man United won. Um, yeah, let's move on to, to Everton. I've got, a, I've got a question and, for and you now, Salo. I know, I know yeah. we're going to be obviously focusing on the next game or the games of the weekend, but Mason Greenwood, when he starts for you guys, I think there's an awesome balance between Rashford and him. And you've got two really quick threats going down both both flanks. So what happens now on the weekend with Pogba? Does he bring him back in or how does he manage it? Because if he brings him in, he's got to sort of change things up. And if you've got a player like Greenwood, I think the player should be starting, personally speaking. Yeah, you take out McTominay. That's, okay. that's, a, that's a simple fact. Just take out McTominay um, and let Greenwood start and let Rashford start. It's, it's all good. I think that, that Solskjaer needs to... You need to use players in their best positions. You know what I mean. Um, you know, Liverpool need to put Henderson back in the midfield. Um, you know, so so you need to put players back in, let players play in their best positions because you can't be using Pogba out wide, especially against Everton. You're playing at home. You need to obviously go at them. Um, you know, there's no need to 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 use uh, uh, the package deal of McFred in the midfield. You know, use Pogba, use Fred. Um, McTominay can be on the bench um, for for once we're leading. Um, if he wants to show up things, and he can come, come, come on in the second half, and then yeah, let Greenwood um, play. Greenwood had a Greenwood had a great game. He, did, he obviously didn't score, but he had a great game in terms of uh, um, creating chances and 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 also setting up other people. Um, so yeah, so I think definitely he needs to start the next game, um, and and Rashford as well. Uh, so I was also happy that Rashford got a goal. Um, he deserved it. Um, he's you know play people have been on his back, uh, but rightfully so. Um, you know, I think sometimes we we, we, we we need to be critical of players when they don't make the right decisions. And also we know that Rashford um has all the potential to be quite a great player. But he just sometimes he just lacks that decision making in the critical moments. But um I think To be fair, his uh, mind's all over the place. You know, he's doing the good deed for the country uh, apart from football. No, so maybe please, he's, maybe he needs to be a bit more a bit more focused, maybe. But guys, James is with us. Let's give a little uh, what's up to James. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. And so is Sandile Malinga. Malinga, sorry. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, man. So you so has not get a shout-out shape, bud. Shoro's been here, boy. Shoro, thank you for joining <laughs> us, man. We appreciate you. Um, Nick, here's a game, man. Here's a game we want to talk about. We, they had a fantastic result on the weekend. They came back 
pretty much deflates yeah. a little bit. Ah, oh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say deflated. Um, I think sort of the ethos that's sort of been instilled in terms of you know the new style of play is still there. I mean, I think personally for the way they want to play right now, the team is not fit enough. Um, they're pressing a lot higher up the pitch, and the guys need are needing to work. Unfortunately, I don't think I don't think they've been set up. They don't have the foundation for a pressing sort of game to try win it in areas where we can go and hurt teams. But we showed it for a good sixty minutes. I think we, out of the whole game, we were far better than 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 Crystal Palace. You can look at the stats, you can look at the highlights, you can speak to uh, Roy Hodgson. He'll tell you the same. What I will tell you is there's big problems in Newcastle United. Um, you know, we spoke a lot about Graham Jones coming in and uh, doing a job for us. And, you know, Bruce got a lot of flack for the fact that this guy came in and changed everything. The first thing that Steve Bruce did when we came back home to play against Crystal Palace is put Graham Jones in the stands. That's the reality. The man oh. wasn't on the bench, no voice. Um, is it? The man was... The man was viewing the game from the stands and um, he came down Hector. 10 minutes ago. He came down when? How many minutes to go? Uh, 10 minutes to go before half time. So if, if there's any proof that the man is insecure, if there's any proof that this selection of coach was not Steve Bruce's choice, um, it, it's evident in that. Uh, obviously, listen, Yo. guys, we, we started well. Shelby scored a cracker of a goal. And yeah, they scored yeah. two goals. Listen, they scored two goals. I mean, their first goal was world-class itself. But they, they, they yeah. scored two goals in five minutes, and that's all they had. And, and they did what Crystal Palace do. Roy Hodgson sets his team up. They had two banks of four, and, and you know what? We, we couldn't break them down. Um, and then Steve Bruce did what he does. You know, at the end, we ended up with two defenders on the pitch. We had Shaw and Lewis. And we had, I think, three strikers, four attacking midfielders, and then the rest sort of made up its squad. We had no formation at the end. We were just trying to go whole leather. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's, there's, no real, there's no real plan. Um, there's obviously a divide already. You can see it. Um, but we're in a big problem. Uh, Brighton winning again. You know, we 18 points from safety, I think, and I don't see where we're going to get those 18 points. I think we're good enough to get out, but it depends in, in, in literally in terms of what we can. Look, Nick, aren't out. you being a bit harsh, though? Because you mentioned it. I mean, let's let's take the chances into consideration. Those first 10 minutes, there were in the first actually 25 minutes of the game, there were a shitload of chances, right? We know if they take some of those. I mean, like Shorter was saying, they play Wilson. If Wilson's not doing it for you guys, it is a bit hard up front. But he sets, he puts it on a plate there for Ryan Frazier. And you could argue it's a bit criminal with the mess that he has. And Almiron also hits the crossbar. I think that second goal, it, it just shows you how fragile the confidence is at the moment, talking about confidence as a Liverpool fan. But how fragile it is, considering, you know, they, they are on top of the game. They suffer that goal. And then all of a sudden there's a set piece and the set piece absolute shambles in a marking. I think it's Hendricks loses the runner, Cahill, and then they're reliant again. Yeah, dude. And then they're reliant on Wilson to try and to show, but then they're reliant on Wilson to try and clear the ball. And obviously typical striker is not going to get his head on top of that. The defender is and Cahill wins it. So, Claudio, you say I'm being harsh, but I've been down this road for the last 15 years of my life. Like, at the end of the day, you know, we'll have these chances. We'll, and, and it's, the same, it's the same story every, every mm. week, every season, you know. Mm. And I've, I've seen this nightmare before. I've seen this horror movie, you know. Like, 
yes, we'll be better than teams. When we got relegated the last time, we had a better squad than most of the teams in the bottom half of the league. Um, when we got relegated the first time, it was the same situation. There, there's a toxic environment. There's players there that know Steve Bruce is not good enough. And unfortunately, you know, if you Callum Wilson and you hold the ball up the way he does, I watched him, I watched him for a snippet of about 10 minutes. And the way he just wins fouls, he gets into areas where he can take a shot. He mm. holds the ball up. He is too good for us. And a guy mm. like him will see straight through Steve Bruce. And for me, if I'm a player in that squad and I see Steve Bruce is coaching me and we're just trying to lump it forward and try and get something out of it, and the guy who's actually got us playing last week, beating Everton away from home, who are arguably champ- uh, challenging for the Champions League, he's put to the stands. How am, how am I supposed to have confidence? How? Sure. So, I what, think, what, what, honestly, what happened in the second half? In the second the, half, the, was he still in the stands? No, so I, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't show, and I, that's sure. also skeptical. I think that Steve Bruce has got some sort of connection, and I'm not saying connect, there's no conspiracy, but I know there's a lot of journalists that are friendly with him. Uh, there's a specific journalist, Luke Edwards. If you go follow him on Twitter, you'll see how the man defends him to the T. Um, so I, I honestly think that there was no – you didn't see Steve Bruce on the cameras once, the whole game. But I saw a couple of photos where, you know, Graham Jones came down towards the end of the second half, uh, the end of the first half, and he spoke a little bit. But obviously there wasn't a voice. Steve Bruce isn't a voice. He's a dinosaur. He can't talk. Look, look, look. The other dinosaur was also there. The other, listen, on the weekend, it was the battle of the dinosaurs. Roy Hodgson versus Steve Bruce. Who's going to outlast one another? That's that's what it was, unfortunately. He's older, The difference between uh, Roy Hodgson, maybe he had Arcadia Shepherds in South Africa, but he knows how to defend. We don't know how to defend. We've we, yeah, we, we forgot how to do so. So, listen. So, Shoto, what are you saying, bro? Wilson, Wilson reminds you of yourself. But I'll tell you what. You're about 10 kgs heavier than Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shoro, Shoro, no, no, no. Wilson works, boy. Wilson works. You, you, you are oh, a hammer player. You were similar. You were similar to Martial. You ran when you felt like it. Eh? Am I wrong? Am I wrong there? Huh? <laughs> Nick, I think I think the good thing for you guys, Nick, is that um, I reckon there will be three teams worse than you this season. It's yeah. what it's going to come down to one of those, you know. Um, so I think, I think you guys it, will be okay. Yeah, he's so. right. I think, he's I right. Think, I think for me, for me, lads, I think in in in. My honest opinion, Almiron is a brand new player in the last two weeks. And I personally think this is because of this new coach, because he's been, he's, he seems a bit more nimble. He wants to go forward. He expresses himself. Yeah. When say Maximin comes on the pitch, he's absolutely a terror for any defense. So if we can get him and, and, and say Maximin playing, and Shelby, in my opinion, was unbelievable, pressing, passing the ball. If we can get these players sort of playing in a way you know, yeah. they will get us over the line. Steve Bruce well, won't get us over but, the but line. But, Nick, I think, I think that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, but I think that's what I was alluding to. So, based on the evidence of the last two games, at least. Look, they didn't yeah, get the results yeah. on the weekend. We know now exactly what you said. And it's clearly apparent from outside looking in that Steve Bruce isn't – he's not doing much. But this little, yeah. this little reinvigoration from the players and the energy is coming from the other guy. And, again – what kind of if you Nick, if you were managing your varsity cup side and all of a sudden they give you another they they announce an assistant coach to come yeah, work yeah. with you that you haven't chosen, I mean of course you're gonna be somewhat um sour, you know negative yeah. sour about yeah. that. So fair yeah. enough. But all I think I'm saying is and it's what Matt uh, what Rich was alluding to is that 
they've got enough to survive. And I think sure. yeah. it's a difficult situation mm. for you guys because like how much longer does this go on? And the other thing, I think yeah. the thing that needs to get mentioned, I sent you guys that article. I don't know who read it. If you read it about the whole takeover and you, you often speak about the takeover and whether or not this is clickbait. The issue is with Arsenal, uh, with Newcastle right now and the, the takeover is that Mike Ashley is insistent on getting the Saudi guys to come in and buy the club, despite what's happened. It's not that Newcastle don't have other suitors. They've got other suitors. Mike Ashley wants a £350 million selling price. Cash. That's what he wants. And he wants cash. And he's, he's f- pushing for this. And that's kind of what's holding you guys up and making this whole yeah. situation and worse. Because it's not like enough. anyone else can come in. I mean, at the end of the day, Claudio, you know, the, 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 the situation's been that. And, you know, we've had people put in, you know, uh, consortiums, put in bids, and he's been very stringent on what he wants. You know, regardless of the fact, I can't stand the man. I do give him credit in the sense that he wants to get rid of it. But, yes, it is on his own terms. You know, on the other side of the coin, as a businessman, you would want it on your own terms. Fair enough, you know. But, you know, as, as, a, as a fan who, who's been longing for just a little bit of gl- hope and a glimmer of hope, it would, be, it would be unreal just for him to get rid of it and we can start afresh. You know, I don't mind being a mid-table team that has a project for the next 10 years. At least I know in 10 years I might see something. Um, but, yes, we might have enough, but I, I just allude to sort of the past and we've seen the story before and I just don't trust that we will be safe until I see we safe. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah. I, I personally think that we've got enough and I, I would love to see it happen. Um, just one thing before I do, we do change subjects. I, another reason why I can't stand Steve Bruce is he says he's a fan. And if he was a proper fan, he would have walked already because he wouldn't want to see his club in the state. Mm. Um, you know, he wouldn't want to see his club playing the football they're playing and literally dragging their feet right down to the championship. So he can't call himself a fan. He managed Sunderland. He must go back to Sunderland, be a Mac and bastard for the rest of his life. And I don't give a shit. I think he must, I think he must retire, man. I think he must retire. The dinosaurs must move on. There's a reason they're called dinosaurs, right? They're fossils. Fossils yeah. shouldn't be there. We need to study so, them, so, not, so not let them Allardyce, Allardyce, Hodgson, and, and Bruce need to go. The thing a is, dinosaurs. Allardyce, Allardyce is a dinosaur, but he's got a track record with saving teams. Let's see what he does here. Maybe he'll get his first relegation. But if he saves him again, then you know it. He might be invincible. This in is that step, yeah. you know, There's but, no way he's saving a, West Brom. But a guy, a guy like Steve Bruce is he's a he's an absolute he's a he's a cheat, man. The man says he's a good co- ah, oh, uh, just makes <laughs> you angry. Boils my blood. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Wait, let's. I mean, we want you angry. But we don't want you angry right now because the next game we need to talk about is Burnley, Man City. Guys, this is a new record for Man City. 13 wins in a row. I think it's six clean sheets. The lads, are the, the guys, they're, they're doing the things, Man City. Top of the log. What, three points clear of United, game in hand. Yeah, I mean, who Don't watched fire. the game? Who doesn't know what's going on here? Yeah, I, as I said, guys, when do Man City score? In the first half. Two goals, first half, clean, yeah. zero, done. Game is done. Oh. Second half, you're just waiting to finish the game. And and that's what they did, man. And and um, Jesus has got two goals now in... in, in oh, actually, no, if you count the FA Cup, three goals in his last three games. Um, so, obviously, he's coming back to form and helping them out. But, yeah, they just look like a well-oiled machine, man. Um, that partnership yeah. of Diaz and, uh, and, uh, and Stones is looking great at the back. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they just look, they just, everything's working well for them. And and I think, obviously, whatever hiccups they had at the beginning of the season, um, they've managed to obviously get past it. Um, and now they're actually looking like the Man City that we all know and that we all fear. And yeah, I I I, I see them winning the league definitely, definitely. I think oh. I think if they, I think if if they don't win it, then then I don't know. Then we we, we don't know football. We don't know football. There's still a long way to go, but I, I have yeah. to agree with you, Celo. Like honestly, I can see them beating Liverpool, and then if that happens for me, that's they've got that's one hand on the yeah. trophy, almost game yeah. over. You know, their yeah. their midfield's looking so good. Gundogan's yeah. had the season of his life this season. They just look. They just peaked at the perfect time. I think them not playing as many games as the rest of the league at the beginning of the season. They had like three games to catch up. Was actually a blessing in disguise for them because you know they were just going under the radar in the bottom half of the table. Then bam, they just went on this run, and now they clear. You know, if they beat Liverpool next week, like what's the gap? Ten points for Liverpool, even more. Yeah, ten points with a game in hand. Yeah. Points. I mean, that yeah. for me, that's that's that done. Yeah, no, true. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, when you when you look, I think it's it's really tough for teams now when they are facing a city because we know last season they had their their blip because of the, the defensive issues. They brought in the Ruben Diaz, and if you're looking at this game in particular, they've they've managed to fit in Stones, Laporte, and Ruben Diaz in the same back four. That's a solid, solid back four. And then what's quite nice about that is they've got Rodrigo sitting right in front of the four defenders. They've got Cancelo, who's pretty much just sort of a, a midfielder. The runs that he makes, he doesn't go out wide. He goes down the middle, and that's why he gets shots off at goal. That's yeah. it's actually, when you're looking at fullback, and also when you're looking at how they play, what I really like about them is, I mean, we're looking at Liverpool's midfield. We've got somewhat, the issue we're having is we've got mechanical midfielders, and we're really reliant on the, the fullbacks and the front three. We all know this. But when you're looking at City, they just get so many players in the box and they just don't stop. They, there's always mm. someone moving. And what's happening is, and I've, I've took a screenshot here. I don't know if I've, I haven't done this before, but I'm going to see if I can do this. Um, showing the shot here. If you guys are looking at this right now, this is the first goal they score, right? The ball's out wide on the far side. What, what, look, how what, many, what look how many white we shirts. We can't, we can't see, bro. Look how many. Can't you see? I can see it. Wait. What? See what? Where are we looking? The white shirt. No, just let me let me explain, dude. Let me explain. All oh, I want to point wait, out, wait, wait. you can't see anything. There's nothing. That's on a, we try to see. That's what we try to see. I can, see I can see it. I can see it. I could see it. What? Guys, what the flipper is all of us. Don't don't discriminate us. Here. Don't discriminate just because I'm a I'm a baby on the log doesn't mean I can't see you now. What's happening, bro? Uh, okay. Anyway, the, the point is the point is this, guys. Okay, let, let, I'm going to find another example. Give me, give me a second. You guys keep talking about the game. I just want to highlight this point, and this just shows you how great this midfield is and how these guys work together and how Pep's got them set up. Let me, I'm going to see if I can share my screen quickly. Share screen, okay? Uh, I wonder if the viewers can see it. Well, yeah, that's another yeah, it would be nice if the viewers. Okay, oh, there will. Oh yes. Yeah, there we go. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, so when you guys are looking at, it's so fancy. Look at you, so fancy. So, so look at this. Look at this, guys. This is what I love about the city side, right? The balls out here, right? This is they've just played a one-two, okay, with yeah, Murray's. Right. Murray's is up here. They've played a one-two. They go one-two, three players of ball watching. Look how many guys are in their box. There are actually yeah, only sure. four early players. They've got legit, <laughs> what is that, five players five. white shirts in the box? 
this is how when you're looking at a Liverpool, Liverpool are struggling to, to break down teams that are holding the low block. When you're looking at this, they just overload every time. They don't just whoop in crosses. They literally play one-twos into the box until there's, there's nothing else the opposition can do. Did this ball go to Gundogan? Sure, no, it landed up here. It landed up here. So the ball went Gundogan. He comes down. Yes, and he plays across. That's what I'm saying. It's like this ball, you can see it's a clear yeah. one for Gundogan to, to play it to him. And then he can just cross it uh, in the box. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's this crazy. is another example yeah. that I saw. I just thought this was unbelievable as well. So they, they're on the counter, right? They play the ball up here to Mares. He holds the ball. He takes one touch. Look at the white shirts throwing themselves forward onto the, into the box here. There are four defenders. There are two guys watching the one player. They're all, these, four, these two are ball watching. So four players ball watching. The rest of the midfielders are just chasing these guys, chasing shirts. And this is how they're breaking down teams. This is how they're doing it. So if you're facing a, a sort of city right now and you know they're keeping a clean sheet, <laughs> how do you think you're going to sit up and score against them? How? No chance. Zero yeah, chance. no chance. Yeah, no no, they they, 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 they they throw so many numbers forward and everyone in that in that um midfield um can score and their defenders can sell scoring goals. Imagine Gundogan scoring goals, Bernardo, Foden, Sterling, Mares. Um when Ferran Torres is on, he also scores Jesus. Wow man. Klaus, can I just say that was very uh, professional. It felt like I was in the Premier League studio with Ian Wright and Andy, Town, uh, Andy Townsend on the touchscreen going, yeah, you know, the shape wasn't great and uh, it just been outnumbered in the box. And then if I, if, I if I highlight this player, yeah, and I just draw an arrow across here. Uh, <laughs> you're right, excellent. You're right. excellent. I thought, and, and he even had different angles. That Mario's one even had a different angle. I was like, look, this guy even had a different angle for it. <laughs> Well, you know what, guys? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if, if you're trying to be complimentary. Or you're just trying to show off that you're on the PFL zone, speaking to your hero, Rich. I'm actually. I'm not sure. No, man. I'm, I'm being genuine. Come on, please. No, but it's, if, it's from, if, it's, if it's if it's if it's from Rich, it's, it's genuine, man. But that's 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 cool, man. All that, yeah, all that, all that, there, Claudio. Uh, Look, you, it was very experimental. If it's something the guys like, we'll keep it going. But one thing, I, I mean, I just feel like we haven't given City enough attention and they've, they've kind of stuck under the radar for us. Yeah, and it's just true. one of those scenarios where Pep's got them doing the things again. And I think it, if we're looking, they lost David, Sil- David Silva. They've replaced him with Bruno Silva. Okay? They lost company. They've now got a Diaz. And again, I'm not, I like shorter mentioning Cancelo because I don't know why, Carl, if you've got a Cancelo, why is Carl Walker starting? Because Cancelo is just, he can play on the left, he can play on the right. He gives you something. That's an extra midfielder that you're playing in this. It's crazy. It's just for rotation. I think it's, I think it's for the rotational uh, value that in certain, in the smaller games that he can play a, a, a walker just to keep him happy. But in the big games, man, Cancelo is, is the guy, man. Because as you say, he cuts in. And also when, when Zinchenko plays, I think Zinchenko does it better than, than, than the other left-back options. He also cuts into the midfield. And then they get the ball next to Rodri. So it's a it's a two, three, four, one basically formation. And then those guys, uh, it's, it's just amazing what they what 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 Pep you is doing with those guys. What's incredible is I mean, we sat here a couple of weeks ago, well not a couple of weeks ago, the end of last year, speaking about Pep and whether or not he's gonna get the sack. Um That's crazy. Know, he had signed, he had literally signed that new deal. I think True. he still lost the game afterwards. And yeah. um yeah. Yeah. You know what, the man has won, he's won the Premier League, you know, he knows what it, what it, I think he hasn't delivered on the Champions League, obviously, I think he's going to try again, um, but, you know, 
you can't write a guy like that off. I mean, with his track record, you know, he will get if he gets the players he wants, he will get the guys playing the way in which wants, City yeah. should be playing, you know. And um, mm. they've proven it right now. Who can beat them? Uh, and no one. it will be quite interesting to see when the Champions League starts in the next week or so. You know, how are they going to do? Are they going to take this form into the Champions League? And they might they might just go on and, and, and win that, um, which will be incredible. You know, I think the issue they have in the Champions League, though, is some for some reason, when they go on a run like this, the, the other English teams, look, they've decided, okay, everyone's got to be figured out Liverpool. If we play like this, you know, they've got injuries at the back. If we deny them scoring, there's going to be every opportunity so the confidence is there. When these English sides are playing Man City, they're going, well, no, they've got six games, clean sheets, tough for us. We sit deep. What do we do? Do we go forward? Then, they exp- we, then we go up the pitch. They're going to catch us on the counter. Do we sit deep? They're screwed. So there's a lot of questions that aren't being asked of Man City. When they come to the Champions League, when they play a side like a Bayern Munich or these higher profile sides, Pep Guardiola then starts going, instead of doing the same thing, he tends to, I mean, we know what he does. He tends to, yeah, he overthinks it all. And I think that's his downfall. So it's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be, I know Shorter wants us to talk about what's going to happen on Sunday and that's coming. Um, And it's going to be interesting what he does against Liverpool, for example, because he does respect the club and he's, He's sort of set up despite where Liverpool are right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how he, how he goes about it. But the next game we need to talk about is the Aston Villa-West Ham game. Celo did not think they would win. I said it was going to be a 2-2 draw. But in the end, I don't know if Lingard yeah, was the difference, but they were, they were buzzing. They were buzzing. Everyone was, everyone was buzzing. But yeah, Rich, Rich obviously yeah. knows why they were buzzing. Mm. Jeez, that that was a magnificent performance. Honestly, to go to Villa Park and and dominate a team like that the way we did, I was so so proud of the performance. And to be honest, I didn't expect Lingard to start. It was a, it was a big surprise, but my God, what a performance! Honestly, like he couldn't have had a better debut. The the way that he played was exceptional. What he did, uh, particularly while what I was very impressed with was he was getting into pockets of space in the midfield and finding little pockets. To, to connect with Antonio. And his, his link-up play with Ben Rama, Antonio, it was like they'd been playing together the whole season. You yeah. know, and he just brought a freshness to our team that I, that I haven't seen. Obviously, Fornals and Bowen have, have had good seasons, but Lingard literally took it to a completely new ne- level. And for him to get two goals is great for his confidence. Um, you know, people were obviously skeptical about him coming in. But I always said, you know, this guy has played for England in a World Cup semi-final a couple of years ago. You know, put some respect on his name, and he he did he did the job. Uh, another player that was exceptional again, Thomas Suchek. I mean, that first goal that he scored was clinical, like properly yeah, clinical. That was a proper goal. I mean, for yeah. for a guy like him to score eight goals already for us in in the Premier League is is magnificent, and he's already scored the same amount of goals for West Ham that Dimitri Payet did. You know, and everyone goes on about how Dimitri Payet was like one of the best players to play for West Ham. Suchek has scored the same amount of goals in 13 less appearances from mid, from centre defensive midfield. You know, so he's just been magnificent. Sky's you, you a little know, bit fast. I, I was I was looking at how you guys set up, and you you kind of looking at a the Lingard giving you that balance. And I I mean I keep seeing Lanzini on bench. That's another player you guys just have on bench. We're using when you need him, which is blows my mind a little bit. But how you got Ben Rama right now, and you've got Antonio, and you've got Lingard, who who obviously it is the case of him coming down to obviously a club where there's less pressure. And I think Nick Killis tweeted us saying this today 
that there's less pressure. So the guy's feeling like he, he's the big man at the club, which is always a player feels it, man. A player feels it when you've got other big names around, you tend to overthink a little bit. But when you go into another side where you are the big name, so to speak, you tend to either up, you know, fulfill your, uh, your potential or, you know, it goes the other way. In this case, he stepped in here and he's owning the space. And when you're looking at Antonio holding up the ball, every time he was given the ball, you had your runners off Ben Rama and Lingard. And all of a sudden, he had three options every time as opposed to just having Antonio up front. And that for me is something I was like, holy shit, there's something here. When you're talking about Suchek, another sort of, I'm going to say Fellaini-esque sort of player that David Moyes kind of knows how to handle just because he's so unassuming. It's almost like the opposition kind of just lets him do his thing because they don't think he's going to hurt them. But he makes those late runs. He makes those late runs in the box and that goal that he hits... Just a quality strike, and and, man. and 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 he and he proved that he's just he's not just a um a, a headed goal goal scorer. You know, he proved that he can actually make a run past um Antonio and actually shoot and actually shoot with with his with his feet. Um, um and I think he's he's definitely um a contender to be close by to be um to be a, in a team of the season. For instance, you know, I I think he's been definitely one of the best standout midfielders this season. You know, he offers so much going forward and and also um, that solidity in the midfield with Rice. Um, he's been one of the best players this season, definitely in the Premier League. And what a bargain. What a bargain. You guys need to go to, you guys need to go 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 back to, 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 Slavia, to, to Slavia Prague and say, hey guys, can we give you another 10 million, man? Because you guys are, give us a gem. Yeah, look, I mean, he, he, he was a bargain and and uh, Kufal again. I mean, I've never yeah. seen Jack Grealish be pocketed as much as he was in yeah. a game. You know, Kufal literally shut him up the entire game. Yes, he got an assist for Watkins towards the end of the game, but literally, literally up until that point, Kufal had him in his pocket, <laughs> kept him very, very quiet. And that was another bargain. Five million from, from Slavia for, for a right back that's been excellent for us. So whoever was our scout... For those two signings, honestly, they like, did well. deserves, deserves yeah. to be knighted, in my opinion. Honestly, brilliant, brilliant. Work. I think I think yeah. those those sort of signings are going to be trickier now because of the whole EU sort of breakup plan. Unless they've got enough international caps, that's going to be that's. So sure. if that's the connection, you got to make sure that players playing internationally because they're going to have a sort of South African issue on their hands in terms of work I, permits. I, I agree. I agree with with with, with Akil there. Uh, a lot of a lot of. Man United fans were talking about it. Uh, I was watching the United stand earlier, and 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 they were saying, "No, man, we need to definitely do a swap deal." Um, Jesse Lingard <laughs> plus 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 thirty five million pounds for 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 uh, Declan Rice. Thirty five million to Jesse Lingard. Would you guys take that, Rich? No, nah, never, never. Declan Rice. <laughs> Declan Rice. Look, I mean, he, he hasn't been our standout player for the last three or four games. In my opinion, yeah. he's been a bit quiet for his standards. But yeah. he's still he's still our spine. Honestly, if, if Declan Rice had to go, it would be a massive, massive blow to, to our club because the way him and Suchik have uh, combined in the midfield, yeah, honestly, right true. now, they, they're one of the strongest midfield pairings in the league. I'd say, like, at least top five right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and he's our leader. Uh, and it made me laugh because I watched the behind-the-scenes of the Villa game where they, where they show different angles of the goals going in and you see Lingard score and you just hear... Declan Rice running over going, J-Lings, J-Lings. <laughs> and it's, it just made me laugh. There's, there seems to be a really good spirit um, in around the camp right now. And you never know. Maybe we can go on a fairy tale run uh, and achieve something great this season. Who knows? Uh, well, I look, think Europa, Europa League, definitely. You guys should definitely make it. Europa League? You, Ocelo, they're two points from Champions League right now. And, I mean, they've lost one game no, no, against Liverpool. I, I said, 
I'm saying a definite is Europa. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know, I'm, not I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's a ceiling. I'm just saying definite is Europa. No, I, I agree with you, Silo. We need to keep our feet on the ground. Look, I, I don't expect us to finish top four. Even if we went on a crazy run, it would still be a big push. Uh, but I think Europa League is definitely a must this season. Because uh, we literally ended last season on 39 points. We're already on 38 points wow. after 22 games. So that just shows the improvement. We won points off how we finished last season. So I mean, it just shows what a job Moise has done. No, he's done a great job, and I like I like you saying that because Jason says, you know, at the at the moment, is he coach of the year? And question is, if he gets them into the Champions League spot, should he get that? Should he be called the coach of the year? If he gets in Champions League, definitely. If he gets Champions League, hundred percent, yeah, definitely, definitely. For him to take a side that yeah. was nah, nah, we've we've been in Europa League a couple of times, but we've never been Champions League, nah. Okay. Okay. All right. Quite, and quite before cool, before we move on to the game that I'm dreading to talk about, um, got a question. Is David Moyes came out saying before? He, he, what did you want to say, Sid? Or you say, say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. Just say it. Say it. No, this is it's good. All right. Yeah? So, so, so David David Moyes said, and I, I think this is some mind games, but he's saying that um, Jack Grealish, best player in the Premier League at the moment. Thoughts on that? No. Not for me. Nowhere near. He's a great no. player, but I hate him. I honestly hate him. Have Literally. You, have, you, have, you met, have, you Jeff, have you met Jeff Hendrick? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Callum Wilson. Oh, that's a new uh, one. Grealish uh, needs to stop diving and just play player. football. If no, he just played right. football, he'd be a better player, honestly. But... He, he, he has had a great season, don't get me wrong. And he is a very talented player that will probably play for England and represent them in major tournaments. But to be the best player in the league right now, I think there's, there's a few more that are just a, a bit above him. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, let's see what Akil says. He says, depends on who wins the league. If Pep wins it and West Ham finish top six, Moyes for coach of the season. If United win it somehow, big if, and I agree with you, it should be Oli. So fair enough. I think those are valid points. I think that's, um, fair. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think, uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. About this one, Wonga. The seagulls. The seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> In Portuguese, they called ciganos. Uh, they called. Um, they're not called ciganos. That's gypsies. Let's move on. I've gone blank <laughs> for a second. <laughs> what if Percy Tal played? Would it? Would it have been more? Or what? Four. Four would, have been, would have been four nil probably. <laughs> they didn't need to bring four him on because it was such an easy game. They saved their best players for other games. So that's, that's, true. Fun. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, guys, like I that's came out. Players, Prolong league. But 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 Claudio, can you can you just go through, go, just explain to us how a team like Liverpool that um, has been firing on all cylinders in the past at home, not away, but at home. One shot on target, like I, I couldn't. I, I, I obviously I was watching the West Ham uh, Villa game, and then I tuned in on the 75th minute, and they said only one shot on target so far, and I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on, Skipper? Yeah. So it's before the game started. Before the game started, there was the assumption, and I think I said on Tuesday, you know, just because it's Liverpool and it's Brighton and we're playing at home, you know, we're going to win the game. 
But I did say on Twitter that Brighton are a good side and good form at the moment. And it was the case of a yeah. side that had just beaten Spurs. They've kept, prior to last night, three clean sheets. They came in there knowing exactly, they were confident, knowing, okay, Liverpool at this moment in time, seven points out of a possible 21 against sides in the bottom half of the table. So they're going, oh, Liverpool are struggling here. We know defensively they're not sound, so we're going to push when we get a chance. And it's just the confidence. It's that sort of cheekiness that you're going up to. If you're in primary school and there's some high school guy chatting up your chick, just because you know he's got no arms, you think you know you can come there and slap him in the face sort of scenario. And that's kind of what it was. They're going, they've lost their sort of their guns up front there or at the back, so we can go there and slap them and see what we get out of this. And that was the scenario. And I think when when that happens, when we're looking, and I know, I know, we always mention Virgil van Dijk. We always mention this. Like it's not just it's not just the defensive quality that he brings. It's how he can distribute from the back, which is another attacking option. But we we highlight the fact that Man City aren't reliant necessarily on the front three. I mean, if we're looking at them, they haven't had a striker really, a consistent striker all season. But they're still getting the goals. They're consistent at the back. I think when you're not having these big players, even though Nat Phillips did a great job against West Ham, your Sellers, your other players that are on the field. At the back of the mind, it plays a difference. There's a difference there. You're not as strong mentally going, you know, if you make one mistake or you don't take your chance, all of a sudden you start thinking, oh, but you know, Van Dijk's not at the back. Oh, so-and-so is not in the midfield. Oh, you know, this is not there. So I think it does take its toll. And I think when you're playing at home, I think one player that I can highlight who has missed the fans, and I've said this previously before, Trent Alexander-Arnold is struggling, especially defensively, because he's got moments of lapse where he lapses because he's not, he doesn't have the fans. And he's come out saying that. So right now, and again, similar to, to when Man United played Arsenal, Cavani had those two chances. Salah had two chances. Look, we weren't creating many, but he did have two chances. If that goes in the back yeah. of the net early on, True. the game is very different. Yeah. So it's just one but of those Claudio, things. That's not Claudio, I don't buy that bullshit, though. I'm being honest with you. Like, it's been, it's been nearly, what, seven months, eight months they've played with no fans. Like, come on. Which, which bullshit, He's a though? professional footballer. He's a professional footballer. Surely he gets used to it. You're talking about Trent now? Trent yeah. not having fans, yeah. Yeah. No, it's that extra. It's that extra. Think about, but think about this. Think about this, right? We mentioned the preseason. They haven't had like the best preseason. I know no one has. Liverpool and Arsenal haven't. They've just come off winning the league. Okay, winning the league title. They haven't been able to celebrate it with their fans in the stands. Okay. So you coming off this this right, this high, where you've worked your ass off, you finally attain the thing that you've been working off three seasons, your ass off to get. You go in there, and the fans that helped you get across the line all of a sudden aren't there. You've got a player, they've got players talking about contracts, you've got fans not on the stand. I'm telling you, deep down, it does. I'm speaking from my experience when I used to play. When I had people watching me, I was always better when I had no one watching me. It's just one of those things. Some people are better at it than others. And I think deep down, I know you don't buy into it. And shorter here saying your varsity team can give Liverpool a go. I'd love to see that, by the way. We need to organize something like that. But I think I think a player like him is taking a hard hit. But also, there, there are a lot of issues right now. You've got a player like, it's just, where do you begin, dude? Where do you want to start? Like, it's just one of those things. I don't know. What, what are you guys, Celo, are you looking at this? Rich, are you, what are your thoughts? I just can't understand how your record against teams in the bottom six is so poor. Like, yeah. surely, as for Liverpool playing at home, to lose to Burnley and Brighton, I mean, that for me, as a Liverpool fan, is unacceptable. Mm. You know, if I, as a West Ham fan, lost to Brighton at home or lost to Burnley at home, I'd be upset. You know, for a team that had such a good home record... Yes, you've had injuries, 
but that squad that you put out is still more than capable of, of beating that Brighton team and beating them well. So it's I just can't understand how you guys have let have let it slip so badly. I think I think mm. for me and and you speak about it now, Rich. You guys went and played against Spurs, and you arguably were far superior, like far superior than them. And you play against a team that's like struggling to survive in the league. I don't know. I I, I personally I don't know. Is it's a question? It's a, I'm putting this out there. Is the stimulus maybe not there anymore? Is it maybe a situation where, you know, they think they're possibly better than they are? You know, they rock up against a smaller team and, you know, they, they, don't, they don't sort of get the result. But then they play against the Spurs in a big stadium against a Mourinho and then More they, they, they sort of deliver. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm posing hypotheses here for, uh, to think of what is the issue with Liverpool at the moment. Obviously, the injuries are an issue. You know, they are they're a proven team. And when they turn it on, they absolutely turn it on. No one can beat them. But look, look I'm gonna go to what I'm gonna go to what Jason's saying here. And and what Akil's saying. It's three seasons of the same group of players. And previously everyone was saying Liverpool never had injuries, never had injuries. So if you're looking at it, the same group of players running out week in, week out, playing this really, really high, intense sort of game. Um, they're getting there. They're believing everything. Yeah. So now it's yeah. it's extremely de- demanding. And the little things like the fans, like the sort of decisions that go your way, whether or not it takes such a sort of huge impact on a player moving forward and that sort of thing, it's a 5% psychological edge that plays a difference at the end of the day. And I think when we're looking, again, the well-documented injuries, the decisions, the fans, and I know there's a lot of variables here, the shit preseason. As soon as one thing doesn't go your way, you start overthinking about one thing. You start putting the one thing in the, in the spotlight. And then add the media and the press that all of a sudden you're you almost untouchable in a way to suddenly going. And we saw it towards the end of the, I always say a, a team always starts the next season how they finish it. And how did Liverpool finish the last season? They Not didn't finish it very well. Exactly. They lost Watford. And also, guys, no. maybe we're being a bit too harsh here. Let's, let's take for the fact, up until Jan, they were top of the log. So to be there with everything that they were going through, they're doing all right. I think the wheels are slowly coming off. It's raveling because the games are coming thick and fast and they haven't had time to also prepare between games. That's another thing to consider. Personally, I just also, like I said to you, I personally think that the the evident talent of the squad and the the quality of what you have is there. You guys proved it against a a decent Spurs team and Hmm. you've proven to be feeble in games like Burnley and Brighton because... and. It's a big because. Because why? And and that is what we need to try and figure out. And I know mm. you had mentioned, you know, p- potentially the fans. Is it is are the fans the ones to get them over the line against weaker teams? I personally think maybe the the players are dropping sort of their standards against the weaker teams. But maybe then again, on your in your defence, Claudio, maybe they need the fans to get them over the line. I don't know. Look, yeah, I know, I know we, we, we spoke. Yeah. So sorry, Wonga, you go ahead. Yeah, when when after the match, Klopp said, I mean, he's from what from what he from what he said, he said it was uh, from what I understand what he said. I think it's just the he says players are fatigued. Um, he would know more about that, but that was his reasoning. He's saying his players are fatigued. I'm not saying that uh, Brighton didn't deserve the win. Um, yeah, I mean, he even conceded that that he said that. Brighton were they played well, they did everything. 
they did everything well first to win, um, first to the ball most of the time. And he said in the, I mean, he didn't say it, but I think if you sum it up, the better team won. Um, but he said his team was fatigued. That's that's the main reason um, he put it down to um, why they didn't. Yeah, I mean, look, fatigue, fatigue but, is one thing. But, yeah, but also, guys, I think that's his, um, that's I'm just feeling. But, but the thing is, as well, is that is that the the attacking component of Liverpool, right, um, is has been devastating. You know, in terms of in terms of the season they they came second, the season they came they they won it. But then now you find yourself yeah. in a situation where if they're not firing, what what else is there to bring on? Cool, Jota was the guy to bring on, but Jota's also injured now. So cool, you've got all these four players, right? Um, let's say three were prolific this season, and and Firmino was still contributing in terms of assists and stuff. But then who else is there? Origi is not the person. Minamino hasn't been given the the opportunities to be the person. Like who else is they there? Got of, they got rid of the assassin there. They gave him to Southampton. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so they gave they gave they, they gave they gave Southampton the samurai who they didn't even give him a, cha- a chance. You know. But then, who else is there? Who's creating? What else is there? You know, I think last season there was a there was a thing where they they were talking about um, Liverpool uh, maybe going forward they need to have a a creative midfielder that can contribute. You know, I think they maybe needed a creative midfielder that can also score goals. You know, what I mean, is a midfielder that and and midfield a midfielder and midfielder that can give you maybe ten goals, ten assists. You know, is it a continue, in the you know, that's I'm not saying a Coutinho, but I'm just saying just just to lessen the burden. Of, of, of that front three. Jota was listening that burn of, of the, of, of the front three, but just another piece in the midfield, maybe, listen, maybe listen, you know. Guys, let's be you honest. Know? Let's be honest. Liverpool, Liverpool are going to be there right to the end. You get a win this weekend. It, it's back. Yeah. It's back one. It's, it's back. back one. No, hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, at the end of the day, I think you guys need to, you guys need to sort out your, your shit when it comes to, you know, showing up Small to teams. the smaller games. Because you will show up this weekend. It's a guarantee. It's going to be a blockbuster of a game. And I won't even be surprised if you guys win. Um, yeah. And I, I, and you think Klopp's going to go... He was he must have thrown the hair dry a couple of times since that game. For him to come out and yeah. say another team is better, he's never done that. He's never done yeah. that. Whenever yeah. he's lost, he's always said, oh, we had more shots. How did I lose this game? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Like that's what he does, you know. <laughs> For him to come out, he's got, he's got, he's got a Ferguson. He's got a he's got a Ferguson esque sort of presence yeah. in post match so interviews. I can guarantee you, a couple of hair dryers were thrown. There's a few. There's a lot of shit going on in the change room this week, and they will sort their, They'll sort it out. For me, they'll sort it out. And you know, you guys will be there at the end. But I think this weekend is very important. You'll speak about that, but yeah. Yeah, we will speak about it. And on that note, because we can speak about this for a while, we're going to move over to our bets and corner predictions. And um, the first game up, the first game up, let's just see. I just want to check the comments quickly before we say this, guys. We've got kill saying Liverpool's bench is not good enough for a team that won the league last year. They were relatively free, a major of injury. Can, um, can and- you highlight what Jason said about, about the Ox, man? I saw someone, I saw a Liverpool fan on Twitter saying that, guys, to be honest, for what we got for 30, 35 million pounds and a person who's got one more season left, we haven't we haven't seen the best of Ox. And I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that comment. Um, I've worked with Ox on two occasions when I went overseas with photo shoots. He didn't impress me working with him personally. If, if I had to choose between him and Theo Walcott back then, just based on how they behaved off the pitch, I would have gone with Theo Walcott. That's that's my opinion. Obviously, he seems somewhat different now playing under Klopp. I don't think he was worth that money. 
And um, he, I mean, for example, he's brought him off the bench to give us something different and he doesn't. So yeah, I pretty much share that sentiment. Right. Betting corner predictions, Spurs versus Chelsea. Let's hear it. Oh, are, we, are we just, are we just giving? Um, you you can talk and, about the game. You can give the, you can talk about the game and then give the score. Um, I don't know if you guys heard what, what Mourinho told, uh, or what Mourinho said in the media, guys. I, his mind games. I love it. I love it, bro. He says, he says, he says, um, I've won the league with Chelsea. Ancelotti's won the league with Chelsea. Conte's won the league with Chelsea. It's not difficult to win the league with Chelsea. You know, the players are great. The club is great. You know, you know, multiple people won, won the league. You know, if I, just, if I was just the only one, then, then we can say something. But, you know, so that was, that was, that was, that was uh, vintage Mourinho. But, but yeah, with this game, uh, it's uh, Tuchel's um, first real test. Um, I feel it's going to be 2-1 to Chelsea. Um, just because Spurs just, ah, oh, man, they're just missing, obviously, you know, uh, the most important player for, 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 for them. Um, so 2-1 to Chelsea. Um, Hudson Odoi, another man of the match. Um, but yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish they actually let him go, man. You know, I don't, I don't like seeing uh, other teams' players do well. Um, I wish he had been at Bayern or something. But yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, do it matter the match. I don't know. I disagree with you. I think, I think Mourinho is going to set up in a way where he knows he's not going to have as many chances. Uh, the combination with Son and Kane isn't going to be there, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to sit in and he's going to play the percentage game. I think they're going to win the game. 2-1 or 1-0. They're going to win by one goal. Spurs. Oh, well. Nick, I like the fact that you're backing Where's, Mourinho. Eh? Where's, 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 Mourinho. Mourinho is my idol there, bro. Where's Roddy? Where's Roddy? Where's Roddy? I need Roddy to, to say something, man. I need Roddy to say something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy's hiding. He came on early on and now he's over it. I, I need him to say something. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, so for me... I mean, initially, I was I was leaning towards uh, I was leaning towards Chelsea, just because I think Mourinho was finding himself in that weird sort of that, that you know he gets there's a timeline with him, and sometimes it's accelerated, sometimes it happens later down the line. I think they started off really well, and I think it gets to the point where he he starts off quite critical, but jokingly. Like he jokes and he gets players on side, he gets a few players on side, and he really relies on him. And I think using a player in Kane, who is on his side, is going to be a big loss in the dressing room. And for that reason alone, apart from the stuff that Kane does on the field, I think Tuchel is going to come up with something, and he's going to win the game two-one. Wonga, uh, look, I, I agree with um, with with Nick um, in terms of I think Bruno knows what he has. Um, what can happen and the way, uh, and so it will set up accordingly. But I think in the end, it will end up being a draw. I don't think any team more. And I think it'll be, I'll say uh, to give it a scoreline, I'll give it 1 1, but I think they'll draw in the end. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with a draw as well. Um, obviously, Tuchel's come in and they've got good results, but they haven't really been tested properly. You know, they played against yeah. a poor Wolves team and a Burnley side. Yeah, that was in decent form, but it's Burnley at the end of the day and, and you're at home, you expect it to win. So I don't think it's going to be as easy as people might think. Spurs yeah, are missing no. Kane. That's a big that's a big miss. But I, I, I think they'll probably cancel each other out. Um, one one draw. One one draw. All right. Oh, Aston Villa Arsenal. Um yeah, man. It's uh it'll be a tough game. Um Arsenal obviously I think they wanna obviously um <laughs> climb back up the table again. Um so so I think this one, 
I'm going to give it a draw. I'm going to give it a 1-1. Um, I think, obviously, Villa also needs to want to rectify the loss against West Ham um, and, and, and also Arsenal loss. So I think it's a 1-1. Yeah, I'm going to go with a draw as well. I think uh, I think it's also going to be a 1-1 one, one or a 0-0. Nil, nil. Um, I don't see Villa getting the win. I think there'll be a lot of quality from Arsenal's side, but I think there are a lot of flaws in their sort of attack and potentially their defence. So I'm going to go with a draw. A draw. I'm going to go with an Arsenal loss. 1-0 to Aston Villa. I think Villa still have two games in hand. I think they've still got two games in hand there. And if they win those two games in hand, they actually got level on points with West Ham. And the fact that Villa are playing at home, I think they can take the game to Arsenal. And um, with no Luis, who's been there, he's been playing, let's be honest, he's been there for a while. He's been consistent. And without him, now they've got to re, Arteta's got to rethink things. He doesn't have Leno at the back. I think that's going to be a huge factor. So, yeah, going with the Villa 1 0. Uh. Arsenal, Arsenal. Um, yeah, look, uh, <laughs> I would have preferred us having um, 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 David Luiz and Len- at least at least Leno in goals. Um, but I do think Arsenal does have a lot, especially now. Um, uh, I think they have a lot to offer up front, um, and I, and, I, and I think they can take it. I do see them uh, winning this game. Um, and both teams have come from a loss, so I don't think. Uh, won't matter much in this point, but I think in, in Arsenal's case, it's a bit worse because it was, it, was, it was crazy what was happening, what happened. Um, but I think in the end, Arsenal 2-1. 2-1 went to Arsenal, just like Akil says there, yeah. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm confident to take it. <laughs> was this your... Did you come up with that result? Did you see Akil, Akil say it and then you're like, you're going with that one, eh? No, no, no. I got it 2-1. I was thinking, okay. I was thinking 3, but it is too much of a bite, but I think 2-1. To be yeah all right um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the draw here as well um villa actually haven't been great in the last five games i must be honest they they've hit a bit of a a plateau in terms of their season um and they were they weren't good against us i don't know if it was just because we had a great game or if they were poor but arsenal on the other hand they're definitely going to concede goals so i think villa will definitely be in the game um but yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go two two draw both teams gonna leak a few goals anyone here think that sandile is a arsenal fan out of curiosity <laughs> has to be has to be has to be has to be just a rational oak that's what he anyone anyone who gives who gives two goals who gives two uh two a uh, two you know Goal difference, uh, yeah. Goal difference, ah, has to be Arsenal fan. He's one of your people, Wanga, that's for sure. He's definitely one of your people. Come on the team. <laughs> Come on, boys. <laughs> Fabio, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Um, next game, Celo. Newcastle, Southampton. Oh, Nick. Nick, my friend. Nick, my friend. Nick, my friend. The Japanese samurai is on the field. Um, Bednarek's red card has been rescinded, so he's available for the game. Um, and I'm sure they'll probably have more players back because that bench was just the, young, the youngsters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a 2 1 victory to, to the Saints. Okay, well, I'm going to burst your bubble there for a second. I think they've got <laughs> six players out, they've got five questionable. I think the injury list is not going to. Okay. So, if it doesn't improve, yeah. 
Um, but if there's a better time to to rectify a 9-0 result, it's against Newcastle United. So I am obviously a little bit concerned. But I do think if we play anything like we played against Everton in the sort of full game, first uh, second half against Leeds and our first half against Crystal Palace, we should be able to beat a very depleted Southampton. Uh, Southampton also very similar to... To Aston Villa, they've sort of plateaued, dropped in form. Obviously, a terrible result against Man United. I think they're there for the taking, and I think we'll win 2 0. We'll see yeah. double. Yeah, um, I think, you know, Southampton have Minamino. If he's on the on the field, you know, all hell can break loose. No, okay, Southampton Southampton have lost their last four games. Obviously, the last one was quite a demoralizing sort of defeat. They have bounced back before. Like you said, Nick, they are missing players, but I think Newcastle are going to do the thing here. I think Callum Wilson's going to, if you guys, fantasy, if you don't have any in your fantasy team, I think it's about your time, about the time you do get him in there because yeah, we know I that Southampton, Southampton have defensive issues. So I think Wilson with two goals, and I think it's going to be 2-0. To Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, you guys support my team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, really the to, I, I definitely think, yeah, Newcastle's going to take this one. Um, they're looking at, like just like Nick said, um, now they've lost. They've lost 9-0. Um, they had two red cards. Now the next game, it's not like you know you lost the game and you you've got your same team there. The team's going to be completely different now. Next game as well. Yeah, they probably will climb back, but I don't think this will be the game. Uh, Newcastle can take it even 3 0. I'll say 3 0 to Newcastle. So they're missing. They're missing. Yes. Obafemi, Smallbone, Walcott, Teller, and then questionable Diallo, Romeo. Sarsilo, Vestergaard, Walker's Peter. So Walker's Peter, those, those are the five that are questionable, but Walcott, Teller, Smallbone, Oberfemi, and Jankovic are definitely out. Oh, so that's yeah. eight players. So say three of those players from the questionable make it, that's seven players out. That's Shit. Big. Yeah. yeah, that is big. Huge, huge, you think huge. we'll see that? You think we'll see the South African 17-year-old come on? He was, he, was on the bench, he was on the bench again. He was on the bench again. He I keeps on being on the bench. come on. And and obviously also that Leicester boy, the Leicester one, he needs to be given a chance, man. Like Rogers allowed other the other guys from the reserve team to go out on loan, and he said no, he doesn't want to allow him to go on loan. Well, the first uh, boy, yeah, apparently Rogers likes boy, him. The first boy that got sent off uh, was a midfielder, and I think Chalke yeah. is also a midfielder, so Correct. you might find that he just slots him in, you know. Uh, what's it? Hooten Hartel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he does. After the game, he's like, uh, they send our players off and we don't have any more players. <laughs> so, Shane, man, he's, uh, I think he's going to have to go deep into that uh, reserve team to try. To the youth team, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we send him a few South African flags there on, uh, on Twitter there to Southampton. Maybe they'll play. Yeah. <laughs> and John okay, Joe Shelby if- will... John Joe Shelby, I'll tell him to kick him here in the neck. <laughs> That's not a nice thing. But to be fair, to be fair, when Brighton signed, when it was confirmed that Percy Tower went there, jeepers, the, the African Twitter did it nearly yeah. broke the internet. So maybe they should do that. We'll go crazy. Yeah. Rich, you still haven't given your prediction. Um, I'm going to go with a draw here. Um, obviously, Southampton are uh, demoralized massively, but they still have Danny Ings, Chad Adams... Ward Prowse in the midfield, Redmond, that can come on and do a job. Let's not forget that they've got attacking options. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with the draw. 
Um, for Nick's sake, I'd love Newcastle to get the win. But I just think Southampton will be will be really motivated to to bounce back. And they'll look at Newcastle and say, this is a chance for us to get our season back on track. So I think I'm going to go with the draw. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Silo, Fulham, West Ham, Rich, his team yeah, no, pushing he, for a yeah, spot. L- L- London derby, um, giving Rich the win. Uh, Lingard um, is playing well. Ben Rama looking good as well. Antonio also... Um, Antonio Antonio's not very good at link up play sometimes, but he was actually very good with his link up play against Villa. Um, so I see a two 0 victory to 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 the to to the Hammers. Nick, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on there, Nick? We've been done talking about Newcastle, so you switched out there. I was in a daze. You... I was in a daze. So I thought I actually thought it was going this way. Um, I so London Derby. I do personally think uh, West Ham will win. I personally want them to win because if Fulham get any more results, they're getting closer to where we are. So I hope you batter them. Uh, to be very honest with you, and I think you will. I love Scotty Parker, but listen, you know they they becoming that notorious yo-yo team. So just send them back down to where they belong, and uh, I think we're gonna go with a two-nil win for West Ham. Yeah, look, I think Fulham Fulham have a goal in them. They have a goal in them, and the one thing that they do have going for them on this week or for this this game on the weekend is that they are playing at the cottage, and the cottage is a tight little sort of ground. It's it's there's not much space to play in behind. So when we're looking at Tonio, like you said, Silo, you made a valid point. He's not really the best at holding holding the ball and playing link up play, but he did do it well because he had space. I would say uh, during the week. So it's one of those things getting the other players, and I think. Fulham can frustrate them, but if there is going to be something in the game, I think it's going to be a one-goal difference, and I think West Ham have enough to to have that. So one-nil to West Ham, and also Akil, I think you're very correct in your analysis there, saying you know we can't even go to Southampton, but we did feel bad for Southampton. That's why we got gave them Tucky Minamino. So fair enough. We're trying to balance the books a little bit. Wonga. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. One, right, Rich, Rich, go I ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the West Ham win. Bro. Obviously, I'm, I'm very confident. Um, and we've played against Fulham in the past and, and done the double over them the last two times they were in the Premier League. So I think we've got their number. But in saying that, they're fighting for their lives and they do make it tricky at home, as you said, Claude. So uh, it will be a tough game, but I, I would expect us to to win it. And I think the whole West Ham squad will look at that game and, and see it as a massive chance to potentially break into the top four. So I'm going to go to Norwin to, to my boys. All right. Lingard at it again. Playing bubbles, playing bubbles. May United versus Everton. Um, yeah, no, I, I see us winning this game. Um, even though Everton, Everton have been up and down. Um, you know, obviously they, 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 they just beat Leeds. Um, What's it yesterday or day before? Um, and, and then they lost Newcastle. Um, so their form isn't isn't consistent as yet. Uh, but yeah, I think this one, Man United, um, 2-1 victory. I think uh, for me, I, I, I we've, we did the double one in, uh, against Everton and I, I just see a lot of flaws in their team. I think they, you know, deemed this 
glorious team under Ancelotti, but they, they, there's a lot of holes in that team. Let's start with their goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper is an absolute... He, he, how, how the hell is he a professional playing for England as their first choice? He's just like mistake. <laughs> so guys, every, guys, did, did they not have a different keeper? Did they not have a different keeper playing at the weekend? No, no, no. For 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 Leeds game they did, but not for not for his game. Yeah. So so for ah, me, Pickford's playing, and generally what he does is he like it's almost like he puts Pickford in the naughty corner. He's like, you've played shit. Go sit in the corner and think about what you've done, and then he will bring you back next game. So if he's playing against Man United, all they have to do is put the ball on him. And he just probably will miss it because his arms are so short. So for me, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Man United win, even though I, 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 I'd hate to say it, but Celo, for you, you know, I'll give it to you. Um, I Thanks, think it man. will be a 2-0 two, win for you because at least one of them will go through his uh, legs or his arms or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Pickford is horrendous, isn't he? And, you know, like, you look, if we're looking at England, sort of... That's why. He's yeah, he's from Sunderland. Yeah, and, and you know, Jordan Henderson, he cut from the same cloth. Eh? You must watch out for that guy. <laughs> You're talking about the man who won the Champions League in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Same cloth. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, the thing is, England have so many options to choose from when we're looking at goalkeepers. The fact that they still, I think Gareth Southgate is going to put his job on the line because of this guy. And if he sticks with him, he's going to lose his job. I think that's a prediction for mine. But with regards to a prediction for the Man United versus Everton game, I think United, I think if Greenwood has Greenwood starts, I just like it when he plays. I think he gives them something extra. Uh, I think he also takes off a bit of pressure from Rashford when he plays up front. And if Cavani does lead the line, I think they're going to be goals there from there. And like you said, mistake prone sort of baby dinosaur there is going to be, be a big issue. So I'm going to say 3 1 to Man United. Yeah. Um... The West Ham one, uh, Rich, I think definitely they're going to take it and give it there. Um, 2 0. And then the Man United <laughs> one. Because I'm missing. Man United. Um, yeah, it's going to hurt me to say it. I just, yeah, I think scoring nine goals, your team is confident. Um, but the league, yes, the league is funny. But yeah, Man United uh, should take it 2 uh, 0. No. I don't think Everton have enough um, to, to beat. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks. Man United. But then again, anything um, can happen, eh? <laughs> <laughs> At the wheel. <laughs> I'm going to go with, with Man United, yeah. Um, as Nick said, Everton have actually been really quite shite in the last couple of weeks, and they've been exposed in a number of games. And I just think that United are... Obviously, they had a bit of a wobble, um, but they, they're looking good again. And uh, I would expect them, with the players that they have, to to get over the line quite comfortably in this one. So I'm going to go 3-1 Man United. 3-1 Man United. All right. All right. So, Silo, everyone here is saying Man United. But for the big one on the weekend, in terms of what happens with City and Liverpool. Yeah. So, so yeah, with this one, I think, obviously, I saw Shorey was asking about the lineup um, that City will go with. Um, I think, yeah, man, I think City... Um, they always surprise you in terms of what you know the options that that they decide um, to use on a, on any particular day. You know whether it's Foden, Mares, Ferran Torres, or, or Sterling um, in the wide areas, or even Bernardo in the right wide areas. But I, but definitely Gundogan and um, and Rodri will start in the midfield. And obviously you know the 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 the, the, the back the back four should be should be Cancelo um, and um, what's this guy's name and. Uh, 
Laporte or, or, or Zinchenko. Um, Not you know, Zinchenko. Zinchenko won't start, but he'll keep Laporte there. Yeah, I'm just saying options. They, they have the options. Um, but um, Can we just remember what Percy Tau did to Zinchenko? You think he's going to play know, yeah. Zinchenko? No, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, sh- yeah. he, showed him, he showed him before. <laughs> I was actually bad, yeah. I was actually bad remembering it now. Uh, but, but yo, man, this one, my... I, I want, obviously, to... I want us to catch up to, to Man City, right? But also, there's too many Liverpool fans that make a noise, you know what I mean? Uh, but but on a, on a, on a, on a pure ana- on a pure analysis point of view, um, I, I think I think this is go- this is go- this is going to be a one-one draw. I don't see I don't see Liverpool losing at home again. Um, personally, I think I don't think Klopp will allow that. I I actually I have a sneaky feeling that Liverpool are going to win this by one goal. I think it's going to be a one-nil or a two-one. Somehow, w- somewhere, I think, I think Liverpool. One no, one no, or two one. So you you think we're gonna keep a clean sheet against City? That's interesting. I, I I personally think that Klopp is gonna try and I don't know something's gonna happen this week. You can't lose again at home. Your your form is so good for so long. He's gonna try. I can guarantee you this week he's hitting on on the 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 the, the notes of. We were so good at home. We didn't lose. We were at what sixty, what sixty-three games unbeaten or something, and now we've lost two in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, and that, that, he's, that... Gonna, uh, he's gonna. He, and the thing is, losing becomes a habit. I'm not saying losing in general, but losing at home will become a habit. So he needs to go and sort that out quickly before it does become a habit. So, sort of the signings that he's got in, you know, they'll be working. Um sort of night and day trying to get the squad right. I personally think Liverpool Liverpool will get the three points. That's an interesting... It's in, Look, uh, I'm happy you're saying that. Um, just based on what I've been saying the last couple of weeks, just going, oh, they're going to correct themselves, they're going to correct themselves. And that's thinking with the heart rather than the head. You're going, they're going to pick up the three points. In this scenario, it's dependent on two things. It's dependent on how Pep Guardiola decides to set up. We do know he respects Klopp and Liverpool a lot, so he does change things a little bit for for the sort of bigger game somewhat. And how they started at the Etihad this season was they played deeper and they tried to catch him on the counter and they were successful in doing that. And that's pretty much what we've struggled with at home this season is team sitting deeper. And we know now with those three players, with Stones, um, Laporte and Diaz sitting, they can do that. And then they've still got the players and the bodies to commit numbers up front. So that's the worrying thing for me. The other worrying thing is Liverpool, whether or not they had the players available. Allison missed out yesterday because he was sick. Will he be back in time? Mane is not back. In, if He's still struggling for fitness. Fabinho, whether he's back. If Fabinho, I know I've said this before, but if Fabinho is back and Henderson can go into the midfield, then, then we've got something there. Because again, I know you're laughing. But again, no, because I love I love the scenario. I love I love it so much, but I just love it. Hasn't it hasn't happened. You know, it hasn't no, happened but, since but, I've said but, that. But, 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 in all, but in all honesty, I think whatever you need to do, the way to win this match is to have Henderson in the midfield. Um, whether it's you 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 throw the other guys at the deep end, Kobach or or, or or Davies, you got you have to have Henderson in the midfield because you cannot you cannot have Shakiri. Um, playing in the midfield in this game. You need to be no. dominant in the midfield. You need to have Henderson, Thiago, and Wijnaldum. That's the only way to win this game, man. Yeah. And see, and that's my point. Whether or not that is... A, if that's going to happen, then I'll say, yeah, cool. But I'm going to say, just because I am a Liverpool fan, I'm going to have to say 3-2 to Liverpool. 
Yeah. After all of that. After all of that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see many goals in this game, eh? Um, especially if um, uh, Man City score first. Uh, they've been very good defensively of late, and I think they want to um, uh, sort of um, certify that uh, that point of goals. Um, and I think if they go and they score first against Liverpool. They've maybe let's say two no went to um yeah two no went to to Man City. Yeah, I I agree okay, with it won't Man- be an easy one. I agree with City winning. Um, I just think they on an unstoppable uh, train at the moment. That that's not going to that's going to take a lot of stopping. And I don't think Liverpool. They're definitely capable of getting a result, but I just I question. There's something not right there at the moment. Um, just looking in from the outside, obviously I, I can't really comment because I don't know Liverpool inside out, but I just think City right now in the form they're in, they look at this game and say, we win this and it's basically tickets. That's the season done. So I'm going to go 2-1 Man City. Mm. Rich, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like that. As All much right. as it hurts me to say, <laughs> Skip, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ah, I like you, man. I like you. Hey. Okay. It is, it is what right, it is. Guys. Guys, and that pretty much wraps up the show. Thank you very much to everyone who tuned in. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thank you for the comments. And uh, final thoughts before we go, everyone. If Newcastle lose this weekend, Steve Bruce has to leave. He has to has get to leave. And I, 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 There's a part of me that wants us to lose if that happens, but I just don't trust Ashley, so I don't think that's going to happen. So hopefully we can win so we can actually survive. So I actually don't know what I want. Nor if <laughs> In the famous words of Mossa, Ole out. Steve Steve Bruce for the United job, and I'll be happy. He's a legend. Would you take him? He's a legend. No, man. Rather take other legends before him, man. Ah, He's a legend. He lifted the trophy there. He went like this. What's this? You must must check. You must try and check out Alakli's playing um, in the Club World Cup. They 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 leading one 0 So if they win, they're gonna play Bayern Bayern Munich in the semi-finals of the Club World Cup, which will be quite quite epic, you know. Peter Musamani playing against uh, uh, Hansi Hansi Flick. That'll be, that'll be actually quite dope. Jeez, bro, that guy's already got one of the biggest um, egos around. Could you imagine that happen? <laughs> Jeez, Louise, the world won't. End. You'll come back here to South Africa, and everyone will know. Everyone will know. No, man. He's humbled himself. Man. He's humbled now. He's humbled himself. I think in Egypt they will humble you though. I think yeah, exactly. exactly. That's that's why that's why he's not speaking too much. He's he's just relaxed and trying to do his job now. Yeah, but there's a reason they built the, the pyramids. They had a lot of slaves there. I think if you make one wrong mistake, they'll get rid of you quickly. Um anyway, guys, thank you very much. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy the football. Uh, all Peace. the best for your teams, guys. <laughs> Cheers.